From Parkway Church in Kurana, this is the Parkway Podcast. Our prayer is that this message blesses and encourages you today as you listen. If you would like to know more information on who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. Hey Parkway, I'm super excited for us today because we get to hear from one of our very own this morning, Hannah Dixon. If you don't know who Hannah is, she serves faithfully here at Parkway. She's been a part of our worship team for a number of years. She led Alpha this past uh, season. She's also studying a master's in counseling psychology. And we're just excited that she's a part of our church and excited that she's bringing the word today. So here's what I want you to do. Grab a notepad or get out your phone, get ready to take some notes and open up your heart to what God wants to say to you through Hannah. So God bless you today. Take it away, Hannah. Good morning, family. (laughs) What an honor and a privilege it is to actually be able to just speak from the word of God to you guys. Um, If you have known me, if you've been going to Parkway for a while, then you were probably a part of my spiritual development. You probably half raised me, Um, but like credit to my mom because she's awesome. Uh, But for real, you guys have been a great part of my life. And so I'm really, really excited that I get to, you know, dive into God's word with you guys this morning. So just before I start, whether you guys are in the house today or in your own home online, um, I am a strong believer that there is no such thing as a coincidence. And so I believe that uh, you and I are here, you're at home listening in for a purpose, that God actually has you here for a reason, um, and he wants to speak to all of us. And so he has something for all of us, and not one of us needs to leave this room, needs to close our laptops or pause our phones um, without leaving with something that the Lord is speaking to us. So I just want to, you know, prepare our hearts for that, my heart for that. So I want to tell you a little story. Uh, Just the other day, I was getting my nails done. Here they are, if you want to see them. Yes, yes. I have not gotten my nails done in a very, very long time, like probably like two, well, COVID, so like a long time. So my my mom and I are like, hey, what the heck? Let's go, let's have girls hour and get our toes done, get our nails done. Anyway, the story isn't about actually my nails, even though I'm really excited about them. So if you want to see them after service, you're allowed to see. Um, But what I want to talk about is a conversation I actually overheard in the nail salon. So my mom and I are sitting there and we're kind of like, we have a couple chairs between us and you know, you hear things like people have conversations. We aren't like intentionally listening in, but you hear people talking. And this girl starts to talk about church. And she's talking about church and she's going on and the lady that she was talking to said, okay, well, what church is that? And the girl goes, Parkway Church. And the girl is here today. I'm not gonna point you out to embarrass you, but I see you, okay? And so, so um, yeah, so she's talking about Parkway. And you know, the thing that, the thing that caught my attention was not the fact that as soon as Parkway left this girl's mouth, my mom went like this. She was like, like that. Like I could see it through her mask. Like she was so excited. Like we were both like, we were like this and this. We were like, oh, Parkway, like that's our home. That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the way that this girl described Parkway. She didn't, you know, she didn't say, oh man, like the worship team is always so stylish. Or she didn't say, oh, Pastor Call's preaching so good. 
She didn't say, you know, she didn't go and say, oh, they have the perfect balance of hymns and modern day music. She didn't talk about that stuff. Instead, she used words like um, friendly, welcoming, loving. I believe the words not too churchy were used. I love that. What stood out to me about this encounter was that she wasn't describing Parkway. She thought she was, and I guess in a way she was, but ultimately she was describing the heart of God in which the people of Parkway, the body of Christ, is a vessel for. And so today I wanna talk about character, more specifically the fruit of the spirit and how we must be people who produce it. So if you have your Bible with you or an app on your phone, we're gonna look at a passage many of you may actually be familiar with. It's found in the book of Galatians, chapter five, verses 13 to 26. I believe it's gonna be up on the screen for you as well. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, and drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, listen to this, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, everyone say live by the Spirit. It's good. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. So that was a lot. So we're going to take a second to just uh, unpack that a little bit. I really like to dive into the context of scripture. I often uh, find myself sometimes confused if I don't. It's really important uh, when we're reading the Bible that we know uh, the historical background, we know the context in which it's being used so that we can properly apply it to our lives. And so this part of the letter that Paul wrote Uh, to the churches in Southern Galatia after having a hand in starting them on his first missionary journey to Asia Minor. Paul's close relationship to these churches helped to explain the strong tone he took with them that that we seem to pick up on throughout this letter. If you've read the book of Galatians, you know what I'm talking about. 
So Paul essentially uh, risks his, his good standing in this favor um, of the churches to make sure that they were on the path of truth and not led into deception. You see, the Galatians were adopting this false gospel that um, sparked this debate between the Jewish Christians and the non-Jewish Christians. The Jewish Christians were demanding that all others would perform practices uh, within the Torah, which Paul said no longer applied. So essentially the Galatians were stuck uh, in the ways of the past that would qualify all non-Jewish people to actually be considered Christians. And Paul was sick of this and wanted them to look towards the transformative power of the Spirit. He needed them to realize that the evidence of the Spirit's leading on one's life was the true evidence of a Christian life and that it was recognized by the fruit of the Spirit, no longer the submission to these particular laws. So another quick story for you. If you don't know this about me, I'm not only a student, um, but I also work in retail at the mall. And so I recently became a manager. And with that comes um, being the automatic person where like if anyone has a problem, it's like manager. And right after I hear, can I speak to my manager? I hear over the headset, Hannah, someone wants to talk to you. Usually they're a little bit scared because people get angry. <laughs> but so I get to the privilege, the honor of interacting with the not so nice customers. So the first couple of times that um, somebody wanted to speak to a manager, I went to pass the phone away. And then I remembered that it was me that they wanted to talk to. So it's at this job that I actually find myself calling upon the spirit inviting him to lead my words. If you've ever worked in retail or any kind of food industry, you know that you and the Holy Spirit, you like this, you are thick as that, like you are in relationship, you need him, okay? So it was just the other day that I caught myself um, getting really frustrated with a customer. Just as I was about to lose my cool, the Holy Spirit convicted me. Hannah, what if they walk into Parkway next Sunday? And I was like, but God, they deserved it. They deserved it. Just let me tell them. Okay, sure, ma'am. No problem. We'll get this all sorted out for you. Better yet, let me get you a discount. The Holy Spirit not only saved my job that day, but the Holy Spirit saved that lady $12. So <laughs> God is good. God is good. But for real, for real, it's in these moments that I become aware of the battle between flesh and spirit going on inside of me. And you see what I've learned in my long life, my 24 years of life, is that whichever you feed will grow. Whichever you allow to rule your life more frequently will absolutely dictate your character what you produce on a daily basis. You know, when people say it's all about balance, you know that saying, people often say it when you know they wanna do something and they're like, oh, I can just do it a little bit. If I just do it a little bit, I can balance it out. Well, there's no balance between the flesh and the spirit. Those two things do not mix. 
As Christians, we must make the active decision every day to deny our flesh and to walk in the spirit, to bear good fruit. And Paul, as we read earlier, outlines very clearly the difference between walking by the spirit and acting in the flesh. Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, envy, drunkenness, and so on. Our flesh desires these things. When that customer came in and was rude to me, my flesh desired a response of rage. And then Paul goes on again to list the fruit, what I like to call healthy spiritual habits. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These habits, these reactions, these acts are a product of our submission to the Holy Spirit. These habits do not form or remain outside of our relationship with the Godhead. So we're gonna read this verse together. I believe it'll be up on the screen as well. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does not or that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We cannot bear good fruit apart from God. In Galatians 3, it actually refers to those who start something in the spirit but return back to the flesh as fools. It is foolish, it is foolish to know the spirit and to turn from him. To know that apart from God, we are incapable of producing what we were created to produce, but then not cling to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. It's foolish. We must allow God by his spirit to rip off the branches that no longer produce fruit the branches that are rotting the whole tree. Allow this Holy Spirit to transform us. Allow God to prune those branches. Some of us in this room, including myself, have a really hard time with this part. We want the best of both worlds. If you've seen Hannah Montana, I instantly think of that. You get the best of both. Anyway, so... <laughs> Like, I have to get that in there, right? I just had to, anyway, we're good. We think, I can pick and choose what I agree with from God's word and still be fruitful. I can yell and scream at my spouse and still be, be fruitful. I can gossip about this person at work and still be a vessel of peace and kindness. I said it before and I'll say it again. There is no balance between living by our flesh and living by the spirit. It's one or the other. It doesn't mean that we won't mess up at times. Um, I actually, last night I was uh, getting some gas. Man, 
God really put people who are gonna be at church today in my life this week to keep me accountable. I was standing at the gas station and I'm trying to put my optimum card in the thing because I'm trying to be an adult and get points for the money I spend and it's not working. And I'm like, come on, like I'm trying to get it in. I'm getting frustrated. And as I let out this, I turn and I see Todd from church like in the little place where you pay. And the thing on the screen goes, please see cashier. And I'm like, I don't wanna see cashier. I don't wanna see cashier like this. Anyway, it was fine. It was fine, it went well. But what I'm saying is that this isn't a call to perfection. It's a call to submission to the Holy Spirit. So no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We need to make the daily decision, or sorry, we need to make daily decisions led by the Holy Spirit to exemplify the character of Christ. We must choose daily to deny our flesh and remain there. So what does this look like practically? Look at the things that feed you your friend group, how you spend your free time, your addictions, your dating relationships. What about, are you calling upon the Holy Spirit, inviting him into your day every single morning? It's those simple things. If someone was talking to you or talking about you in the nail salon, or the gas station, or the workplace, what would they say? What do people know you for? Your love or your envy? Your grace or your jealousy? Your kindness or your hatred? The gospel or the way you gossip? We weren't meant to live or sorry, we were meant to live more than a mediocre life. We were meant to live more than a nice enough, doesn't yell at people too often, pays for the person behind us in line once in a while life. We weren't meant for that. Sure, you can be a good person apart from God. I know a lot of good people who don't know Jesus. People who have impacted my life, who have been kind, who have changed my life but without the Holy Spirit leading our lives, convicting us, pruning our branches, winning the battle within, we stop there. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna stop at just being a nice church person. I don't wanna stop there. We were created for a purpose. Pastor Call last week, he talked about the anointing. We're anointed church. We are anointed. We're not anointed to be nice people. We're anointed to be spirit-filled, spirit-led men and women whose character points to Jesus. One who produces radical love, radical joy, radical peace, radical forgiveness, radical kindness, radical goodness, radical faithfulness, radical gentleness, and radical self-control. 
producing something that only God could be glorified for because there's no other explanation for this, for our response in the best and the worst of situations. We are filled with the Holy Spirit and must walk in that new life. Man, I'm sick of waking up some days and allowing myself to walk in like death, to walk in that. We are not the living dead. We are living in Christ. And if you are detached from God, then you are not bearing fruit. And if you aren't bearing fruit, then you are living in death and the uh, the death that Jesus has literally already conquered. Jesus conquered death. He gave you new life. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we wonder, oh, why do I keep doing that? Why do I keep messing up? Well, have you called upon the Holy Spirit lately? Have you invited the Holy Spirit to transform you? Have you accepted the transformative power that it is when you stood and you said, Jesus, I declare you as savior? Because sometimes I act like I didn't. And so this message is just for you and for me, like it's for all of us. And so we're keeping it short today, Parkway, but I hope that the Lord is speaking to you. I know that the Lord is speaking to you. I hope that you will receive it, that we would be people who would, who would walk with great character, that it wouldn't boast of ourselves, but it would boast, of, of, like, boast in the Lord, that you would walk into your workplace on Monday morning, or maybe you have to go there after church today, and that people would see, they'd be like, hmm, there's something different about that person. They make this place different. It's not too late. It's not too late to walk in the spirit and deny your flesh every day. Make that decision. So let's pray and then go live out this word. So God, we just thank you for who you are, Lord. God, we thank you that you did not leave us to do this life alone. You sent your Holy Spirit to live inside of us, to guide us, to convict us, Lord. God, help us reflect you in all that we do. Help us, you know, walk in the fruit of the spirit. Help us be known by this and not by our flesh. God, we just come before you and we repent of the days and the moments that we have chosen flesh over walking by the spirit. We repent of that and we ask you to change our lives. God, don't let us go on any further not being the people that you have anointed us to be. Help us walk in that. In your holy, precious name, Jesus, amen. All right, Parkway, have a great Sunday. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this message brought you closer with Jesus and gave you a better understanding of your walk with him today. If you would like to know more about who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at parkway.church.